Let the Holy Spirit do the convincing. Brothers and sisters, Jews demand signs. Greeks look for wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those who are called Jews and Greeks alike, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 22 to 25. Quick question. Do you remember where Paul was immediately before he went to Corinth? St. Paul was, to put it mildly, brilliant. Few people have impacted human history as profoundly as Paul. As N.T. Wright puts it, quote, consider the remarkable facts. Paul's letters in a standard modern translation occupy fewer than 80 pages. Even taken as a whole, they are shorter than almost any single one of Plato's dialogues or Aristotle's treatises. It is a safe bet to say that these letters, page for page, have generated more comment, more sermons and seminars, more monographs and dissertations than any other writings from the ancient world." Unquote. This brilliant, educated, extraordinary man who impacted human history like few others was in Athens right before he went to Corinth. Athens, the place where great men gathered, debated, philosophized, argued, and more. Paul had to have been in his glory. During his visit, the apostle found himself in a debate with various Athenian leaders. They wanted to know what he was going on about. So he told them. Here was a chance to show his stuff, so to speak, an opportunity to put his erudition on display, to let his oratory skills shine forth the quote-unquote unknown God to whom the Athenians had erected an altar, Paul was there to make known. The God, quote, in whom we live and move and have our being, unquote, is not far from us, Paul told them. That's Acts chapter 17, verse 28. In fact, he's so near to us that he has walked among us. Paul proceeded to tell them that God, quote, has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Unquote. That's Acts chapter 17, verse 31. It was, so he hoped, a brilliant speech, wise words that would win the minds and hearts of those listening. It failed miserably. A man risen from the dead? Uh, no. Some of his listeners began to mock him. Most simply walked away. Maybe another time, they said. The crowd dissipated, and those who believed in what Paul said, brilliant, dynamic, educated Paul, were so few that St. Luke named them. See Acts chapter 17, verse 34. After this, 
Acts records, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. That's Acts chapter 17, verse 31. Once in Corinth, at least the way I read it, Paul makes a change in strategy, or better, reverts back to his original strategy. Perhaps in Athens, he'd been tempted in his vanity and ego to show the Athenians that his intellect, too, was a force with which to be reckoned. No longer. Not that Paul stopped using the natural and supernatural gifts God had given him, not at all. Rather, after this, that is, after the experience in Athens, Paul decided he would preach one thing and one thing only. Jesus and him crucified, no matter how foolish it might sound to the world. In his first letter to the Corinthians, looking back to that time in Athens, Paul reminded them, quote, When I came to you, brothers, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1-5 through 5. For almost 30 years now, this passage and that scene in Athens has been at the forefront of my mind whenever I preach and teach. Yes, we should know our stuff and use the skills God gave us. Yes, we should and must do all we can to speak intelligibly and reasonably to others about the Lord. But at the end of the day, let us preach Christ and Him crucified in power, trusting that the Holy Spirit is the only one who opens minds and hearts, even if we are weak and foolish in the eyes of the world around us. Hello, friends. This is Mary Guilfoyle with Acts 29. Thanks so much for listening. If you're interested in knowing more about our mission, check out our website at acts29.org. That's A-C-T-S-X-X-I-X dot org, where you can learn more about who we are and what God has called us to do. And while you're there, you can also subscribe to our weekly podcast, You Were Born for This, as well as Access the Rescue Project. We'd also like to invite you to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And by the way, please pray for us and know of our prayers and our deep gratitude for each and every one of you. We look forward to you tuning in next week. God bless you.